0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I want to talk about the. I guess it's it's it is definitely more a generalization of the market, but we can start out. So there was a TikTok that I saw. It was uh, J M Three underscore Sports Cards. He put out a interesting TikTok that I thought was pretty thought provoking for me at least, and it's something that I've been kind of thinking about for the past I don't know few few weeks at this point. Like something that I've thought about, and then when he kind of said it, it sort of changed what I was thinking and sort of changed the thought process, I guess, I had about this specific topic, and his video was basically about why he likes opening Bowman, and he, one of the points that he made, and this wasn't really the point that he was trying to make, but it was the point, it was basically what I took away from the video, essentially. He he made the point that he likes Bowman over basketball products, and he likes Bowman because essentially what happens with Bowman is that you could open up a product and you don't necessarily know that you're pulling out uh one of maybe the one of a player that could be could turn into a superstar or some sort of star in the in baseball and he actually had it was kind of funny with his TikTok he pulled a a first Bowman auto from somebody uh from the from Baltimore and he said that he didn't know who it was and the guy actually commented on the video and I thought that was pretty funny but the whole kind of concept that he was talking about was that the Bowman cards you're pulling out, you, yes, there are going to be, like, out of this year's Bowman, there's going to be the Austin Martin, there's going to be the Blaze Jordan, There's there's always chase cards in Bowman, but you are pulling out cards that you probably won't be able to flip as quickly, and I think that is sort of how the market itself has changed. And I think for the most part, You know, we've gone through a pretty crazy time in the past six months compared to the the past year before that. Like if you go back to, you know, that summer twenty nineteen is the one that I will always go back to and say like any card you could have wanted at that time was ten X less than what it is now. You know, those Luca based Prism PSA tens were only uh they're only like sixty, seventy dollars, which also at the time there was only i think probably like 11 or 12,000 PSA 10s and now there's like 17,000 PSA 10s and one other point that i can kind of get into about the the base prism PSA 10s that i i think that prism is kind of shifting a little bit and i think this is a this is actually a topic that i want to do more of a a full episode on and why i think prism isn't as valuable as it was even a couple of years ago, uh, I think 2017 into 2018, we really did see a shift in how much production there is, and it really makes me wonder. Like, because I've been doing a lot of comparing those cards on Card Ladder, like taking Luca or Trey for example, and I'm comparing the Pop reports, and like the Pop reports for Luca, I think are going to be kind of the standard for like if you're looking to buy any players from 2018. You should just assume that if this player ever turns into a top 5 player in the league, that there will eventually, potentially be as many PSA 10s of that player as there are of Luka right now. Because for... The past few years, you know, Luke has just been one of those players that like, and I'm not sure how many people are opening up 2018 products at this point. Like anybody that has 2018 product is probably going to be holding it for the long, long, long term, even though there is probably a ton of it still out there and there was a ton of it produced. Uh, I think also 2018 was one of the the last years where I think we're going to see people like holding product and not opening it as much because, you know, obviously holding wax is one of the ways that people, you know, invest in a, in a, in a whole draft class versus just a player. Um, but that was one of the last times you really – 2018 at least – was one of the last years you really could find, at least from the current moment at least, but really that you could find – Product in retail, like blasters, uh, you know, cello packs, uh, gravity packs. So, like I said, any, any prospect or, well, at this point there wouldn't be a prospect, but any player from 2018, you can kind of assume that those cards, that the number could potentially be uh, what the Luka cards are, uh, just because there's so many of them. It's the same with, like, Zion. I'm sure it'll be the same with Lomelo, uh depending on what happens when PSA opens back up. Um, and the the quickness, I guess, is sort of kind of the whole point that I'm trying to talk about here. Comparing baseball and basketball. With basketball, there are only like 500 and I think 30 players total in the NBA. With baseball, uh, I I looked these numbers up, and I know it's. I, I thought the number was going to be a lot larger for baseball, but it's not. But like, within three or four different farm systems, you have just as many players, like in a division, let's take one division, you probably have within one division the same amount of players within all of that team's farm systems that you that you have in all of the NBA. You also look at the amount of players that are essentially in a starting day roster, like there's nine players on the field, like there's only 12 players on an NBA team, so it, it definitely is slower, and I think potentially that is what is kind of been the main factor in why basketball has gone up and gone down in such kind of a, a in, in a short short ish amount of time like I mean it's gone down in the past six months since the beginning of the year but then it also went up a lot I think it's just the speed of when a when you are when you have the players essentially and I think I look at it this way like When you have a player, like there's of the and of those three of those 530 rookies, there's probably between 30 to 50 rookies that play in any given year. You know, all the top first round picks are probably going to be getting rookie cards. And at the point of you're becoming a first round pick, people probably know who you are. Now, I don't think it's the same with some of these prospects because there's people who probably don't, there's probably people in the fairly mainstream baseball fans that don't know who Wander Franco is. They don't know who, you know, Jared Kalenic is another guy that got called up this year. There's there's the people, the hardcore people obviously know that player and they know these players. But like the casual fan, I would say, doesn't know who Wander Franco is, but like they definitely know who LaMelo Ball is. And I think that speed is what has changed sort of the market and changed the industry a little bit. And I think... This, the speed, you know, I think you could look at it and say, well, they're, it's good and bad. I think bad, obviously, you can kind of see what's happening when people start to pick up on things quickly here. They start to pick up on certain things. Like good is like, you know, a couple summers ago, the Prism, or I mean the Optic Hollow kind of, people realized that there weren't as many Optic Hollows as there were Prism Silvers, and then that drove that price up. But even though you look at like, you I think it's, important to kind of look at this and have a perspective that like before 2018 they're really like nobody i don't know i don't know i, don't, I guess it's not necessarily that nobody wanted basketball cards but like the market it wasn't what it was back then like with baseball i think the market is more similar to what it was back in 2019 than basketball is if that makes sense like i think just the fact that there are there are so many players in baseball makes it so that way the money itself is spread out more where within basketball a lot of the money is spread out in like the top prospects um, and then like the top maybe 15 to 20 players in the league and then there's probably some money sprinkled in some of the like undervalued guys but I mean realistically I think you look at if you look at the percentage of prospects that end up panning out in the NBA it's not as high I think as maybe some people think it is and I think The past year and a half, the past 18 months or so, probably maybe if you were to go before the beginning of 2020, if you were to – 2021, excuse me, 90% of all players went up. And I think I I had a tweet around the start of this basketball season, and I said the thing I was most excited about for this basketball season was that for people to start being incorrect about opinions they have about a certain player – uh, and I mean, I, I you know, there are opinions that I probably have that have been incorrect that I have to that I have to go back and look at. Um, I did say at the beginning of the season I thought Steph Curry was going to win MVP, and now whether it's going to be him or Jokic, I, I don't think many people are saying. But and many people are saying Steph Curry was going to win MVP, but I think that's not really the point I'm trying to make here. The point I'm trying to make here is that I think we are going into sort of a And I've talked. We're going into a period of time where it's gonna things are gonna get a little bit harder to make money within cards. And I kind of talked about that with soccer specifically, probably at some point at the beginning of the year. I think maybe it could have been in 2020. I don't remember exactly, but I know that like um, it was kind of one of the things I was talking about with like what happened with Prism Soccer, like why it went up and then it went down pretty significant significantly. It's because first of all, people realized there were more cards other than Prism, and second of all people realize that the, well, actually, I guess three, the third prism isn't the most important product within soccer, uh, because of all the over stuff that's going on overseas with like, they don't really care as much about prism or American sports as they do soccer. And then third, people just realize that there are other players other than Mbappe, uh, Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar, all those types of players. So I think it's going to, we're going to go into sort of a period where things are going to get a little bit harder. Um, and I think it's a, like, I look at what happened, basically, when sports kind of got canceled. Uh, basketball, you know, they their basketball did get canceled, but then they went right into the playoffs, essentially. Baseball, baseball was probably the sport that was most affected by sports being canceled. Because they missed out on half of a season, and... They and then they didn't really have like fans for a lot of their for a lot of their last season. Uh Even in like the World Series, I think there were some fans in the stands, but not like not like there was for obviously starting this year. But I think that baseball was affected the most from sports shutting down because they lost. They, they were right about this, and, and you you know you could say WNBA as well because they had their whole season essentially was almost canceled and they went to the bubble and they had a full season in the bubble. So I think that was different, but sort of not, uh, that's sort of a different conversation than we're having now. But, so like I said, maybe top two there would be baske- or WNBA and then baseball. But with baseball, they were about to start their season. Like it wasn't, for them, it wasn't like this was something that they were in the middle of their season. Like they were, uh there was already kind of a a structure of how things were going to go like they did like NBA did. yes they did have the play in tournament um i think they did at least uh with some of the lower seeds actually i'm not i'm not 100% sure about that i think they had a play in tournament with some of the lower seeds to cuz i know they did it this year but in the bubble um actually no i th- i don't think they did because i remember the suns they went undefeated in the bubble. Oh no, they had like a shortened season. That's what it was. They had like a shortened season and then it went into the playoffs. So they, I think they had like eight or nine games. That's what it was. And it wasn't a, it wasn't like a play-in tournament. But, you know, I think things are going to start to maybe get a little bit harder. And I think things are going to sh- just slow slow down a little bit. And I think if you have followed any of the other stuff that I've doing, I've been talking about like fast money has kind of gotten out of the hobby. And I think that does have to do with a little bit with retail. Like I think retail has shifted the amount of money that people are making within cards. And I think what that sort of has done has made it so that like – this is the example I've been thinking about. I've been trying to piece it together. And I'm, I, I guess I don't have definitive proof that this is what's going on. But this is this is a scenario that I think could realistically have happened or is happening. So somebody goes into the store. They buy out. And this is this – is, let's go – we're going back to probably like 2020, like uh, beginning of 2021, like before Target and Walmart put all their restrictions on uh, any of the stuff. And before people kind of were lining up to get these products. Somebody would go into the store, you know, either a flipper or somebody who is into cards that knew that these cards were gonna be there. Somebody goes in, they buy all the basketball, they flip it for double, they make, you know, I don't know what it could be. It could be upwards of a thousand dollars potentially. And instead of really, you know, for them that's such a and, and, and like i've uh, i've heard that people were able to just literally take pictures in their car and then sometimes sell within by the time they get home and then you know within a couple of days they have the money in their account and maybe they're not doing the research or they're not looking into cards as much as somebody who is maybe um making money from cards like somebody who is flipping cards and making money flipping cards maybe they're doing a little bit more research than the people who are just flipping so the people who are flipping they're getting this fast money and they're just putting it right into any card that they can buy like they're just putting it into any you know base card and they're not even really looking into the fact that how many of these base cards there really are and I think that's good and bad because obviously like you know I've said that I want people to be making money in the hobby like I'm not sitting here and saying that I don't want people to make money um but I just think that unfortunately that has that that way that they were making money has stopped or slowed down and now they're not putting the money or either first of all either they moved out of cards altogether or second of all they have they're they're not taking the money and Uh, putting it into cards they're taking and they're putting into like NFTs or cryptos because realistically, if you look at the beginning of 2021 and you look at kind of the landscape of sports cards and of things like NFTs were sort of still bubbling up like top shot if you if we're looking January February top shot wasn't what it is today like it's not and i, I and i have also seen a narrative that top shot people are getting out of top shot and yeah sure but if you look at crypto slam like it's still in the top like two or three almost every single day of total volume done on on top shot which you know it's, it says that it's down probably 50 ish percent which that's obviously not good either, but it also could even be that people were making the money and they were putting it into the Top Shots rather than putting it into sports cards. And I think that's – the where the money is going and where it's coming from has shifted. And I think – I also think that something that I've been saying a lot of is – something that I've been saying a lot of is that like – you know people have been talking about the market crashing or that it's dead and i i i always i i've been particularly myself i've been pointing towards like look at all of the uh look at all the, t- the the huge cards that have been selling and look at all of the top cards and records that have been broken and i think that narrative isn't exactly the same as the narrative with like more base cards because i think that yes the market has shifted but i also think that it, you just have to be more careful of what you're buying because i also think that there's probably people that lost a significant money, amount of money buying into players like i don't know like a Marvin Bagley or someone like that like this year because like i said nobody what basketball what happened in basketball was nobody was wrong for like a for when sports cards were getting insanely hot like and i think that is an it's, it's an issue because there's probably people who weren't doing any research, and that's something that in my head I've been thinking about too, is like, if I'm telling somebody something, I guess I I don't... I've been kind of struggling with the fact that it's like, if I say something, and someone just takes my advice, and doesn't do any research, like, I don't want to be telling... I try not to tell people to buy specific things, or you know, what's the best thing, but it's like, if, if I say something, and they're not doing the research, it's hard for me to look at it and say, well, I... I do. I'm the one doing the research, I guess. And if they're not doing the research, that's on them. But it's like I don't know. So it's it's kind of a thing that I'm I'm sort of struggling with within content. And it's kind of so. This is also sort of a brain dump of stuff I've been thinking about uh, within basketball for the past you know month. Or- that's kind of where I'm at within basketball. And I'm sure in the next few episodes or next couple stuff I'm going to be doing, I'll be talking more about it. But for now, at least, that's kind of all I've got for this episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, Make sure you go follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all those places. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.